Welcome to the SCORE Success Strategies for Business Owners podcast series. To get free confidential business mentoring services, as well as to see the wide variety of resources available for small businesses, visit our website at www.score.org or call 1-800-634-0245. Now here's your host, Dennis Zink. Barbara Langdon owns a consulting firm called Market Momentum. She is also a SCORE mentor. For more than 15 years, Barbara has been helping small companies and solopreneurs achieve success using email and social media marketing to secure repeat business and referrals from existing customers. Barbara created and launched Constant Contact's Authorized Expert Program. As an authorized local expert, Barbara is dedicated to educating small businesses and nonprofits on how to make their marketing efforts more effective. In this episode, Barbara takes the mystery out of social media. She discusses how to build and evaluate the effectiveness of your social presence and engagement using the five most popular social media networks for business, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and Instagram. What we're going to be talking about today is the five major platforms, social media platforms for small business. There are a bazillion of these guys, but these are the five platforms that are most applicable to most small companies. So that's why I focus on them. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, Pinterest and Instagram. And then we are also going to talk about creating and curating content. It's all about the content. So I want to do a little contextual stuff first before we dive into social media. What is the value of social media? One is we all want to be found online, right? And we also want to build relationships with people we already know, and we want to meet new people and build relationships with them too. So two very distinct strategies for online marketing. I'm going to be talking much more on the building the relationship side. Um, The getting found side is much more about SEO and being on directories. Happy to answer questions about that, but we're going to be talking more about content and engaging people and getting uh, connected with people. I get the question every day, Barbara, I have a Facebook page. I'm doing all this other stuff. Do I still need a website? How many people think you still need a website? just about everybody, I would agree with you. Um, I was having a conversation with a millennial. Do we have millennials in the room? We have a few. (laughs) And websites are passe to those folks. But I still think they're central to an online strategy because we control that space and we tell our whole story just the way we want it in an organized and complete way, right? But, and then we want to build that repeat referral engine. Email is the best way to stay connected with existing customers. Particularly here, we have seasonal people. They come and go. Email is critical. But we do have to be visible online and socially because a couple of things. We want to make it easy for the people who love us to refer us. That's what social media, Facebook, Twitter is all about right? And then we also want to use all of this media 
to build relationships and stay in touch with folks. Depending upon who you read, it takes 7, 10, 12 touches before someone's willing to buy from you, right? So all of these things, someone goes to your Facebook page, they see a post, they see a tweet, they get an email, those are all touches that are getting you closer to that relationship. Let's talk about Facebook. Facebook is everywhere. So my knee-jerk recommendation for most small businesses, and not all, is that you really have to have a business page on Facebook. 1.5 billion people in the world have profiles on Facebook. And there are over 800 million unique logins a day. So if a geek like me goes on Facebook 10 times in one day, that counts as one. So you have exposure to all kinds of people. That is the power of Facebook. It is the best choice for most small businesses. So use that information. Very, very important. Who engages with your content? Facebook will even tell you the gender, the age group, where people are from, what day of the week they're online, what time of the day are they online. I get questions all the time. Barbara, when should I be posting on Facebook? What do you think I say? Go into your analytics and find out when your audience <laughs> is on Facebook. That's when you post. Because again, it, things are very fast um, on social media. And if you post and then 50 other people post after you, your post has been pushed way, way, way down. And the person you want to have see it might not get that far. They're like us, five, 10 minutes a day, right? So with all of the social platforms, I spend a little bit more time talking about the analytics and Facebook. All of the platforms, Twitter and Pinterest, have similar kinds of reports available to you. We'll spend a little time here, and then I'll go very, very quickly through those. Twitter. I love Twitter. Actually, I don't. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but Twitter is fun and it's quick. I look at Twitter as like the cocktail party of social media, right? I mean, it's not the kind of platform you go to educate someone or to really dig in and have a conversation with someone. It's all about how many people can I engage in the shortest period of time. So that's what Twitter is all about. The value of it is it allows you to get to a lot of people really, really quickly. It's just not the best platform for a lot of businesses. So it's great for politicians, rock stars, maybe people like me, people who are trying to be thought leaders or influencers in a particular industry. Consultants tend to like Twitter. You know, they can sort of show how brilliant they are. But again, for a lot of folks, because it's so brief, we are physically limited in Twitter to 140 characters. So that's letters and spaces. That's not a lot of room. And we want people to share our stuff, retweet our stuff. And people who retweet sometimes like to 
say a little something. So I advise a tweet shouldn't be more than 125, 130 characters to give room for the retweeters, contact information, and a word or two. And it's all about <laughs> being clever and witty and impactful and drawing people in. But look at that. Minimum of 10 tweets a day if you're going to be seen and heard on Twitter. So it can be very burdensome for a business owner who is doing it for themselves. One of the reasons why I don't love Twitter. But I will say to you, Twitter can be enormously valuable. A few years ago, I was very active on Twitter for a a couple of years, and that was because I was trying to connect with consultants, um, and I wanted to listen to them. So one of the real values of Twitter, we tend to think of this stuff in terms of what we want to say, but Twitter is a great way to hear what other people have to say. Twitter is a great place to draw people into your blog. How many bloggers do we have? Blogging is another way for people to share stories, experience, opinions, information on the internet. Every small business owner should consider it, but that's another seminar. I can talk to you about blogging after. We won't talk about it now. But Twitter is a great way, if you're a blogger, to sort of get people to post little intriguing tidbits from your blog and then link people to your blog platform. Answer customer questions on Twitter. Fast, fast, quick, quick, very useful, great utility for that kind of purpose. And you can also engage in conversations. Hootsuite is great. So if you're on multiple social platforms, then using Hootsuite or Buffer is a very smart way to go. It will give you a dashboard where you can see the activity in all of your social platforms as it's happening. And you can move across the social platforms to comment or share information. It's a great way if it's used properly. Don't use an automated tool. So what do I mean by an automated tool? That's something where you post in one platform, let's say Facebook, and it will automatically post that same content to multiple social platforms. It just doesn't work. Each of these platforms has different technical requirements, different personalities. The people who are at these platforms are looking for different things. And if you're posting the exact same thing everywhere, um, it will make you look like a novice and, and not good. But if you're on Hootsuite, you can go and sort of cut and paste and tweak as you go across the platforms. Highly recommend it if you're very active on social media. With Facebook and Twitter, we're talking about being interesting, being engaging, maybe being a little humorous. We really want to connect and, and pull people in. LinkedIn is all about the business. It's button-down, it suits, it's formal. And it's about business. Don't share what you had for lunch. I don't care how awesome the presentation was. You don't share it on LinkedIn. There are other places you can go to share that information. People go to LinkedIn because they're doing one of three things. They're looking for a job. 
they're trying to fill a position at their company, or they're trying to learn something about a company or an industry that they're interested in. And if you supply that information, you will be enormously popular on LinkedIn. So it's all about being an information source and being an expert in your particular area. Pinterest is a fascinating social platform. And one of the things that makes it so fascinating is everything I've said up until this point about you know, having to be substantive and educational and not being overly commercial, throw that all out the window. Pinterest is like the, the farmer's market of social media. People go there to find out information so they can buy something. So it's a wonderful place to be if you have, you have products to sell. The origin of Pinterest is it originally started out as a place where crafty people could go and share their crafts. And so I don't mean sinister crafty, but people who did sewing and crochet and cooks and uh, woodworkers and, and those kinds of people. And because of that, the demographics of Pinterest are a little different. Still, even today, heavily oriented toward women. So if you have products that are very vis visual, Pinterest is a great place to be because people are going looking for things to buy or information to guide a buying decision. One of the things you will notice about images on Pinterest, high quality images. So we're on Facebook having pictures that are a little gritty and grainy and film noir are perfectly okay. On Pinterest, you really want to look awesome because you want to show your product to best advantage. Big difference between this content and what we saw on Facebook, right? Uh, this is all about buying stuff, and that is perfectly okay. You want to have a lot of color, a lot of compelling imagery. I mean, these images look more like ads in a magazine than they look like social media content postings. And here's the other thing. Like the other platforms, you do have a news feed in Pinterest. You tell the platform what your interests are, and Pinterest will serve up to you content that, that they think you'll be interested in. And it's a pretty narrow feed. So one little trick with your images, make them long, narrow and long, because then your picture will dominate that person's feed a little bit longer. Share product photos, links to blog posts. One of the most valuable things you can do on Pinterest Content on Pinterest, think of a corkboard or a bulletin board, and you would pin information of interest to that corkboard. That's, that's what Pinterest is. On Instagram, it's all about the visuals. At this point, jury's out in terms of how valuable Instagram is really going to be for business owners, but I will share with you the kinds of businesses that are very visible on Instagram and seem to be getting some good traction from Instagram are those folks really in the visual business. So 
restaurants with food presentation, photographers, artisans of different types, hairdressers, different types of hairdos and before and after. Anestheticians are using Instagram to show before and after. Again, very high quality creative content. Let me see if I have some examples. I mean, take a look at, this is a yoga studio. Just the position that woman is in is so striking. And you'll notice very, very little text. Very little. It's all about the image. So the intention of the post is purely to get a reaction. We want someone to like it. We want someone to comment on it. We want to respond to it. Someone else to comment on it or share it, the gold standard of engagement. So asking questions, sharing video. Video's huge in social media. 50% of what we post should fall into that kind of category. 30% should be helpful, informative information. So even if you're in the ice cream business, maybe sharing different desserts you can create with ice cream or tips for storing ice cream or making ice cream or, or whatever. We all, as business owners, have expertise in our particular line of work. Share that information in a way that helps out um, an audience. And then 20%, only 20%, should be about us, should be promotional. I'll tell you, when I talk to a lot of small business owners and I tell them, you know, out of every 10 posts, we're only going to talk about you two times, they don't like that, some of them. <laughs> but if you use Facebook or Twitter and it's all, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, buy me, buy me, buy me, 15% off until Friday, people are going to block you, they're, they're just not going to deal with that. You, you have to keep in mind that when people are engaged on social media, their headset is not being sold to. And the more you can be entertaining and informative and useful to them online, those are the folks they're going to remember. And when they need someone like you, they're going to think of you and not the person who is 20% off. Now, another bit of good news because I'm sure some of you in the audience are saying, oh my gosh, what does Barbara think that we're going to sit down and write all this content? You know, we talked about not having time to do this. You know, not all of the content has to be unique and creative out of your mind. We have this phrase called curating content, which is a very fancy word for simply sharing information that we've found in other places. So curate away, always give credit to the source of that information, but anything that's been posted online for the most part is fair game. People who are social, it's a compliment when you share or retweet or repost uh, something that you've written. Just make sure you give credit. I, in the past, have been notorious about images. You know, you need images, right? And it can be hard to get images. This New Year's, I made a New Year's resolution that when I curated an image from another source that I would give credit <laughs> to where that particular image came from. Very important. 
you can get in trouble if you don't and you know I mean the chances of that are remote but you want to be polite and you know how you would feel if you took this really great picture and put a wonderful sentiment on it and then you saw it at Sam's video shop you know Facebook page a month later you wouldn't like it so give credit get connected online for your particular industry or business get connected with the professional associations that are active in your space a lot of them post a lot of content and sometimes videos and images and they are very happy to have you share that with your particular audiences don't forget to give credit to the original source Google Alerts does is everyone familiar with Google Alerts probably one of the best tools you can go right to Google and select alerts sign up for Google Alerts um, and you will put in your keywords and phrases Ooh, where have we heard that before sort of the phrases of content that you're interested in and then what Google will do is deliver to your inbox they'll they'll put it in an email all of the articles that they found that conform to the search terms that you put into Google and you can determine how often you get that email you can get it a couple times a day daily <coughs> weekly and it's a great way to get good information and you'll have to play with it a little bit if your terms are too general you'll see that you're getting a lot of information that you're not really interested in and you may have to perfect those terms a little bit but that's the lazy man and lazy woman's way of getting great content you don't have to go searching for it keep those websites for the time being it tells your story like nothing else also too with Facebook you have to be on your company page to access analytics I sometimes meet business owners who created a company page but on a personal profile different functionality for different types of pages so if you're finding that that you can't access analytics or you can't access ads from your company page it might be because you're actually on a personal profile and not a company page platform so if anyone's having that problem I'd be happy to look at your page and we can figure it out question question is animation is is people are popping up who will create little animations for you you know I think anything that can attract the attention of the audience you're trying to attract is a good thing but again I'll hearken back to my my webmaster class that I took in 1999 and in addition to the content is king thing that's sort of tattooed on my brain the the second thing tattooed on the other side is just because you can doesn't mean you should philosophically if you're looking for social media as a sales channel I think your thinking is faulty because we don't call it sales media we don't call it promotional media we call it social media so philosophically people who are hanging out on these social platforms are looking to engage they're looking to connect they're looking to learn something experience something see something new they're not looking to be sold to so I, I understand the dilemma there's time and money spent 
on these platforms. Believe me, I get it. But today, there's really no good way of calculating an ROI. What we have is level of engagement. And if you're seeing when you go into your analytics that the kind of person you're trying to attract to your property is reflected in those demographics, that's a very valuable thing. I mean, if, if you're selling to millennial men, whoop, if you're trying to engage with millennial men, and you go into your analytics and it's 80% women over 50, then there's something wrong with your content, you know? I mean, that's extreme. But we're really looking on social media for engagement. We're trying to attract people. That's just about it. You've been listening to the SCORE Success Strategies for Business Owners podcast series. The opinions of the hosts and guests are theirs and do not necessarily reflect those of SCORE. If you would like to hear more podcasts, get a free mentor, view a transcript of this podcast, or would like more information about the services we provide, you can call SCORE at 800-634-0245 or visit our website at www.score.org. Again, that's 800-634-0245 or visit the website at www.score.org.